Hello there, friend. This is Jerry Tyson in The Beacon's Light. The latest issue of the Prophetic Observer is available right now. Articles that look at current events in the light of Scripture. With a subscription to the Prophetic Observer, you'll be able to keep time on God's prophetic clock. Get your copy of the Prophetic Observer today when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. You can also subscribe online, swrc.com. That's swrc.com. Over the years, we've become addicted to trivia games. We were sure to watch Alex Trebek give answers and ask the questions to go with them on Jeopardy every time we were able. It's fun to try to answer before the contestant, and it's one way to keep the mind alert and young. And at my age, that's becoming an increasing priority. There are several other trivia question games and many other books and puzzles that follow the same concept. If nothing else, a long car trip that otherwise would be boring and challenge the senses to stay awake is made more interesting with asking and answering trivia questions to while away the miles. Try it next time. Recent paging through a trivia book brought out a number of things one would never know if someone else had not had the experience or done the research or known the person involved. Let me share a few of them with you. I think you'll find them as fascinating as I did. Now pay close attention. These little tidbits may be important to you someday. I will guess that you had no idea that in 1944, Fidel Castro was the best schoolboy athlete in Cuba. He even tried out for the Washington Senators as a left-handed pitcher, but he was turned down. One wonders how history may have been different if he had been hired. While we're on the subject of baseball, I've always had a problem getting interested in Major League Baseball. It seems to be much too slow for my pace. Now I know why. If you watch a game on TV, it might run for two and one-half hours. If you could compress the actual playing time, it would last only, are you ready for this? It would last only about 10 minutes. Another reason for my lack of interest is that these large-sized children get paid as much as they do for just playing a game. Have you ever heard of Hot Foot Teddy? I hadn't either. They changed his name to Smokey Bear. We know there will never be a true heaven on earth, but there is a hell. You'll find it in Norway. If you put your feet up to relax when you got home from a long day, I can understand why. The average person walks about 18,000 steps each day. If you live an average life length, that would be nearly the distance of three times around the world. We all have things we've done in the past that we hope no one ever knows about. 
It would be too embarrassing. Like a New York City policeman whose name will not be mentioned, he shot himself in the leg in the 1970s. He shot himself in the leg in the 1970s. At the time, he was dropping his gun belt as well as his pants in the men's room. I wonder if you can figure out who the following describes before I give the answer. In 1832, at age 22, he was a business failure. He also ran for the state legislature, but lost. The next year, another business failed. In 1836, he had a nervous breakdown, and two years later, he failed to become the speaker of his state house of representatives. He ran for U.S. Congress and lost. In 1846, he did win a seat in Congress, but lost the seat two years later. Over the next 14 years, he lost a bid for the U.S. Senate, the Vice Presidency, and again the Senate. Now, before you call him a quitter, in 1860, Abraham Lincoln finally became the 16th President of the United States. If you have a full beard, will allow you to ignore this one. In March of 1931, America was introduced to the electric razor. Prior to that, it was a blade of some sort, which was a notable improvement over the only previous methods available. Pulling the hairs out one at a time or cutting them with sharp-edged stones. Ouch! We'll conclude with this one. Do you know what the strongest muscle in your body is? Drum roll, please. It's your tongue. Who would believe that the word tongue is used 129 times in the Bible? Many of them refer to a language being spoken that is not understood by the hearer. Moses told the Lord God that he was slow of tongue, or not eloquent, but that didn't stop God from using Moses in a mighty way. The first time it is of real interest is in 2 Samuel 23, 2. The Spirit of the Lord spake by me, and his word was in my tongue. A person with this assurance can be very bold in what he says. Wise advice comes in the words of Job 6:24. Teach me and I will hold my tongue, and cause me to understand wherein I have erred. Flattering, lying, sharp, and deceitful tongues are often mentioned with warnings. Probably just as often the tongue is mentioned as speaking God's righteousness and goodness. The psalmist mentioned a tongue that was filled with both laughter and song. What a pleasant change that is. A well-known passage comes from Proverbs 6, 16 through 19. These six things doth the Lord hate, yea, seven are an abomination unto him, a proud look, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that deceiveth wicked imaginations, feet that be swift in running to mischief, a false witness that speaketh lies, and he that soweth discord among brethren. Seven things God hates. That's strong language, mentioning the tongue and speech twice in those seven. 
Nine times in Proverbs, there's a good versus bad comparison prompting the wise person to use his tongue wisely. I can't ignore Proverbs 21, 23. Whoso keepeth his mouth and his tongue keepeth his soul from troubles. Oh, how easy it is to let her rip, and oh, the damage that can cause. There are many tongue verses worth consideration, but time will not allow. Here's one passage from Romans 14, 11 and 12 that we can't ignore. For it is written, as I live, saith the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to God. So then every one of us shall give account of himself to God. When we die, all of the things we should have said will forever remain unheard, except for one, for the unsaved person. While on earth, some people refuse to give God praise and honor. One day, they will. James 3, 5 through 10 begins by comparing a person's tongue to the bridle used to control a horse. Even so, the tongue is a little member that boasteth great things. Behold how great a matter a little fire kindleth, and the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members, that it defileth the whole body, and setteth on fire the course of nature, and it is set on fire of hell. For every kind of beasts, and of birds, and of serpents, and of things in the sea is tamed, and hath been tamed of mankind. But the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. Therewith bless we God, even the Father, and therewith curse we men, which are made after the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceedeth blessing and cursing. The tongue is small, but it can be our biggest problem if not controlled by the Holy Spirit of God. James compares the tongue's potential to a wildfire that cannot be tamed. It can flip from saying good to evil literally just as fast as you could flip a light switch. Hold your tongue! is something we've all been told, maybe by our parents. If we only had the power to do so, this is where we need to have spirit control. As we conclude our thoughts, referring to Jesus, Philippians 2, 9 through 11 says, Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him, and given him a name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of things in heaven, and things in earth, and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. No one else but Jesus is worthy of our praise and worship. We will all lift our voices to glorify him someday in the future. The only way our tongues can keep us from the dreaded hoof-in-mouth disease that comes from lack of self-control is to follow this advice. Trust in the Lord and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it 
to pass. Psalm 37, verses 3 through 5. In the Beacon's Light is a production of Beacon Street Media. Feel free to contact us at www.swrc.com. This is Jerry Tyson reminding you that when we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanseth us from all sins.